Welcome back to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. This is uh, John Eldridge and Craig McConnell. And uh, what are you cracking up about? I'm cracking up is we walk in the studio. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. Turn on the mics and... I'm sitting here going, I don't know where he's going. (laughs) I mean, we say this is unscripted. I don't know if people believe how unscripted. We were fishing years ago. Oh, my goodness. This is 20 years ago, Craig and I. And and, uh, we were in the Sierra on the middle fork of the San Joaquin. And we were trying to hike into a new section of the river. And we walked up to the edge of a of a fairly steep precipice. Do you recall this story? Go on. (laughs) And uh, you were slightly ahead of me, and uh, we'd never been in this part of the canyon before and didn't know what to expect, thought we were going to just get a nice little, you know, uh, footpath down to the river, and and we're kind of bushwhacking, and all of a sudden we're looking at, at this deep kind of shale slope down. There's the river down there. And, uh, and uh, well, I just jumped off the edge and <laughs> started flying down the, uh, flying down the embankment, uh, kind of Bear grill style. And that is how I approach podcasts. I'm still up on the side trying to find a safe way down. <laughs> assess the, yeah. assess the po- options. Hmm, let me see. Let me see. Okay, so last time we were talking about how do you know what's – was it counseling? Is it warfare? How do you navigate these pieces? Is it holiness? Is it discipline? Is it you know just hanging on, faithfulness? How do you diagnose this stuff? And I wanted to tell um, a really remarkable story of what happened to me this morning. I, uh, I got up at 4.30 in the morning. I woke up at 4.30. I didn't get up. I laid in bed for a long time until I realized I'm not going back to sleep. So I got up and and decided to go ahead and use the extra amount of time that I don't normally have in a morning. Made a cup of tea, sat out in the living rooms, totally quiet, watched the sunrise, and and um, and I just kind of began to pray, um, Father, how do I find you this morning? How do I find you? I need you, God. I need your presence. And and uh, I felt like he said, love me. And so it just was like an invitation for the internal posture of my soul to just turn towards, I do. I do love you, God. Mm-hmm. I do love you. And then I went, yeah, but what else for this morning, Lord? <laughs> and, uh, and he said, love me. And I'm like, okay, all right, so I'm not dialing in, in enough to love yet. You know, so kind of, all right, I do love you. I do love you. I felt like Peter uh-huh. on the beach with Jesus after the resurrection. Do you love me? And, and uh, this went on for a little while. And then all of a sudden, God said, love me about the fifth time. Um, there was something in me that felt angry. Hmm. And... Um, That was what he was after. You know, there are parts of me that love God. There are parts of me that don't. And I think so oftentimes what I tend to do is stay in those parts of me that love him Mm -hmm. and try and live and operate out of those places. But it's almost like God saying, hey, those places are great. 
you and I are great there. I got to get to these places that aren't so great. And so fifth time he says, love me. And, and I mean, we're talking, you know, now it's about 30, 40 minutes into the morning here of, of kind of time with God and something angry presents itself in my heart. And, and I'm suddenly aware of, wow, yeah, there's parts of me that love God and there's parts of me that are mad hmm. uh, because of some trials that we've been going through and some unresolved suffering, frankly, mm-hmm. uh, in our lives. And, and it, was, it was this. It was, oh, okay, you need to get to this place. Mm-hmm. This is what he's after. Um, connecting it to last time, I just think that God is almost always after us, mm-hmm. you know, and not to torment us. I think that there are times of just kind of grace and rest and play, but I think that a lot of it is is making us whole and making us holy and sort of whatever it takes to, to flush that stuff, yeah. Yeah. you know. So – John, I mean, you could identify angry places. Where did that go? I mean, was there more specificity? <laughs> was am, God specific? M I S S I S S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P P I. Um, supercalifragilistic. Yeah. yeah. Never use that word again on tape. <laughs> specificity. Um, yes. Suddenly aware of this angry place, mm-hmm. um, I knew immediately what the anger was attached to, and it was this unresolved suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't know what the anger was attached to, then that's where I stop and ask mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I was asking the Holy Spirit's help. You know, I, I felt like the Father was saying to me, love me, love me, love me. And and I I was having a hard time and mm-hmm. and so I was meanwhile I'm asking the spirits help mm-hmm. help me Holy Spirit this morning help me stay present you know mm-hmm. because I'm suddenly you know suddenly I'm looking at the weave mm-hmm. you know of the carpet and I'm mm-hmm. distracted by that you know and then I'm thinking oh maybe I ought to get another cup of tea and and yet I know that I'm on mm-hmm. to something huge yeah. and you know so I'm like Holy Spirit help me help me help me if I did not know what that anger was about. I would have paused there and said, mm-hmm. okay, Holy Spirit, jackpot, what is this anger about? And then gone after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did know mm-hmm. in this case what it was about. I knew immediately. And and um, I've been reading in some of the Psalms about um, have mercy on me, Lord. Um, you know my suffering. You see what I've endured, mm-hmm. you know. And so – Inviting Christ into that place, mm-hmm. this is where I need you. Mm-hmm. But even still, I tell you what was interesting, Craig, was not only was it Jesus come and minister to this, but it was the choice to love God in this. Mm-hmm. Because I think that I think that what the enemy does is is he tries to use hardship, difficult, mystery, unexplained things, confusion lingering disappointment, fogginess to get us to hate God, mm-hmm. you know, at some level, get us to mistrust him, withdraw from him, and and um, and this was the place that, that this was after. Now, I want to pause for a second. One of the passages that I've been reading and enjoying is um, where Jesus is talking about, he says, therefore, every teacher of the law 
who has been instructed in the kingdom of God is like a man that brings out of his house treasures old Hmm. and new. Hmm. Absolutely love that because, you know, he's talking to a group of people who are very, very devoted to the scriptures, but they've not experienced intimacy with God like Jesus is going to offer them. Um, They're people who are very, very instructed in holiness and moral living, but Jesus is going to add some incredibly new categories. Inner healing, I want to heal you. It's not just discipline. You know, um, Christ is a very, very disruptive person to the Jews, and I just love his graciousness with them. He says, look, you have some good treasures, Hmm. you know, but I'm going to add to those. And if you're willing to be instructed in the kingdom – then you can be like a person who has their house filled with treasures old and new. Right. And I think what happens for most of us is we find one way of doing Christianity. Let's say it's uh, spiritual formation, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're in a church that's kind of from a contemplative tradition and, and we're into spiritual formation and the disciplines, mm-hmm. you know, silence, solitude, fasting, mm-hmm. etc. You know, well, those are good things, Mm -hmm. but those are insufficient things. Mm -hmm. Those are old treasures, but Mm -hmm. there are new ones, you Mm -hmm. know. Or you may be from a tradition that, uh, well, you and I, I mean, go back to the IBC days. Uh I mean, you thought you hit gold, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It gave me a paradigm by which to understand my world and everything fit in that paradigm. Yeah, this was the Larry Crabb, Dan Allender days, mm-hmm. and and uh, I mean, twenty five years ago, Craig and I went to a Crabb Allender. Twenty seven years ago, yeah, right. Yeah, we went to a week long seminar. It was an epiphany. It was a right. whole awakening. Well, then, you know, you've heard the expression: you give a boy a hammer, the whole world looks like a nail. You know, that's what happens in in Christianity. I mean, for the next ten years, that was the hammer. Oh. Yeah. And everything else was almost irrelevant compared to that. And those are good treasures. Yes. They are good treasures. Um but they're insufficient treasures. And this is this is such a crucial crucial thing for the Christian life. John, when you say insufficient yeah. treasures, do you mean simply that that there are other treasures? Exactly. That they're good in and of themselves, but there is more They are inadequate to the restoration of the human being Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and therefore to Christianity, therefore to walking with God. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, what happened was, back to our conversation last time, is it counseling, is it warfare and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing? I did not have warfare as a category. And frankly, there are issues that counseling will not resolve, period. The, The category back then, to be simple, was sin. Yes. Deep sin. Yes. Explained everything. Right. Right. And that's not entirely true, mm-hmm. you know, and so and therefore insufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that spiritual formation, I um, have benefited immensely from the spiritual disciplines. I think mm-hmm. Dallas Willard's book, The Spirit of the Disciplines, is a phenomenal book, mm-hmm. but they are insufficient. Mm-hmm. And problem is what happens is we get into a camp. 
you know, where these are this. No, no, this is it. This, mm-hmm. you know, people who have been through a 12 step program and the 12 step programs have set millions of people free from addiction. Uh, to things, you know, alcohol, substance abuse, uh, sexual addictions, you know, God uses it. But then that becomes it, you know, and 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 warfare is not a category. And right. let me tell you, it better be or you're going to get hammered, you know. And so I just love that passage about, no, 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 if, if you're willing to be instructed in the ways of the kingdom, if you're willing to learn these new things mm-hmm. – then then you can bring out of your storehouse treasures new and old. Mm-hmm. And to our point, what we were talking about last time, that you're going to be a whole lot more helpful mm-hmm. to other people. And your own journey of sanctification and restoration and wholeness and holiness is going to go a whole lot better if you're not sort of insisting on hanging on to, you know, the old treasures. And, and, um, and it can be disruptive because when I meet people, for example, who are – like um, super Holy Spirit people. I mean, they're mm-hmm. like really gifted and woo, you know, and kind of living in another world. And I immediately feel diminished. Uh-huh. I feel like, oh, man, I don't even know God, you know. I mean, their gifts seem so impressive, so dramatic that um, that I think I shrink back mm-hmm. versus saying, whoa, new treasure, Mm-hmm. Woohoo! You mm-hmm. know, here's some new treasure. I don't get it yet. It's a little disruptive to me, but my goodness, Jesus, you're using it. You're in it, and I want the new treasure as well as the old. Yeah, I'm thinking the comfort that being a part of some group thing provides. I mean, I, I'm I'm a classic case of what you're describing, John. I I feel like to accept any new treasure, I have to reorganize the you know the whole house if i get a new chair for the house i have to redo the whole house i just can't set it down it i just can't accept a piece without thinking through the implication mm. does this fit mm. you know new treasures outside of my little box are hard to accept and why is that scared frightened don't want to of, of what um Getting outside the circle of grace, as I understand it. Meaning what's going to happen? Um, I am going to um, – quick backstory. Um, you know, I, I've been part of groups before that end up um, becoming pretty heretical and I'm just scared to death. I feel like I got rescued out of those groups. Yes. And I feel like, gee, you know, that's out there, just falling mm. away. Mm. You know, these are slippery slopes, John. <sighs> you know, these are slippery mm. slopes. And uh, I know that's not true, but that's what I'm working against. Yes. Yes. What's the antidote for that? I'm going to find out in the next month or two. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, you know what I mean by it, but, for, but, you know, the best I can put words to it, or let me restate that, the best those close to me have put words to it, to describe it in me, is I am, I'm just not fully in. And so when it comes to a category, whether it's warfare, whether it's healing, 
um, whatever the topic on the relational level, um, I hold back. There's some, you know, there's some part of me, and I don't. In a couple of months, I may describe it differently. Um, but there's some part of me that's just frightened of jumping off that cliff mm. Mm. in the canyon of the Mill Fork of the San Joaquin, right? Because I could hurt myself. Mm. Terribly, yeah, for eternity, right, right. How did we get on me? This started with you. <laughs> <laughs> See, this stuff is unscripted. Oh, you had this big target on your forehead. It was your facial expression. It was everything. Um, there's no way to tie all this into some sort of neat little, you know, three-step application at this point. But what we've been talking about is transformation, categories like counseling and warfare, and then being open to new categories. Yeah. And, and friends, I mean, here's the simplest thing. If it's not working, then you're, re- you're using the wrong tool. There's more, you know. You need stronger medicine. Yeah. And, and working – Tying this back in is loving God more passionately. Freedom, life, mm-hmm. healing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Freedom from marching around that mountain forever and ever and ever. So, you know, there's, a, yeah, again, desperation drives us uh, and hopefully humility opens us to, I don't necessarily understand, you know, this new gift you're giving God, whether learning to hear his voice, learning inner healing learning to take on the spiritual disciplines, or if you do that, then maybe it's, you know, warfare is the new category. But um, but to be instructed in the ways of the kingdom yes. so that you can be someone bringing out of your storehouse treasures new and old is the invitation. Yes. That's Jesus' invitation to us. So, friends, um, ask God. Lord, what's the new treasure that you Mm -hmm. have for me? Mm -hmm. It doesn't diminish the walk with God that you currently have. It really doesn't. It just means we have more to learn. And so, you know, sitting there in the wee hours of the morning, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to lead me into this, you know, new place in my heart and trusting that God will show me what is needed here. Uh, you know, is this a warfare or a healing or a discipline or a holiness or some new mm. category, something the Father wants to do to me, yeah. you know, for me on my behalf? Lord, walk with me into this frontier mm. and just uh, understanding that you live under grace. Yes. You live under love. It's okay. You know, there's no fear. But but my goodness, don't bang your head on the wall. Jesus, what's the new treasure that I need mm-hmm. to go further in my walk with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, great conversation. I love doing this, and, and our hope is that you're benefiting and you're enjoying this as well. Um, we'll be back next week with a new podcast, and please know that uh, we've got a wealth of treasures available at RansomedHeart.com. Check it out. You'll find some things that will just really help you in your pursuit of God. Change your life. Yeah.